0: Greetings, King City Church. This simple introduction this morning comes from my home to your home, and I an trust that you will hear that it comes from our hearts as elders to your hearts. And as uh, you prepare to watch or to listen to what Kilton this morning has to share, Please know that we make an effort to bring these messages to you, not just because we love you, but we want to strengthen and encourage you in your walk with God. It is not an easy time for us to be able to to enjoy what it means to be a believer because we can't really gather together as we often do. But it is still a time that you can grow in your faith and that you can be strengthened and that you can strengthen others. So please make use of it and don't, don't withdraw from God. Don't withdraw from people, but push in, push into God, push into relationships. And and as you watch this morning or this day or whenever you're watching this, this message, please know that you have the capacity to keep on serving God because of His faithfulness to you. So tap into that and do not let go of God. Grab hold of Him with all that you have in this time and keep God first. That's part of the focus of this message again today. God bless you. We love you lots. And if you do have any prayer requests and things that we need to know about, do let us know through the admin phone and we we'll would gladly follow up on that. Love you lots. Keep well and enjoy the message.
1: Thank you. Good day, King City. Hope you are well wherever you are. It's good to minister to you the word this morning. Whether it's morning, where you are, or afternoon or evening, it's good to hear the word of God together today. All right. We put in God first in all that we are doing. We put in God first even in a situation like the one that we are faced with. But the question is always, how do we do that? I'm just going to try and help us understand a few things this morning. I will read Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 33. I'll be very quick in my reading. The Bible says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing look at the birds of the air for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cupid of his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you or you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows what you need, all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Hallelujah. God bless the reading of his word this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, the context that we are in is such that it causes a lot of us to be really worried, dead worried. I see and meet and talk to a lot of people who are really worried about what is happening around. And I want us to understand that uh, while it looks like it is okay to be worried (laughs) uh, in terms of the current context, it is not okay in terms of scripture and in terms of our faith and in terms of what God intends to accomplish in us. So I will just quickly break down what is happening here. You see, when people get so worried They get so preoccupied by existence, by livelihood issues. They get so preoccupied by what is happening around them, what will happen tomorrow. Will I be alive tomorrow? Will I have food? How will be the situation? How will things be? Will I not be sick tomorrow? And like the, the whole preoccupation of our thinking becomes our survivor. And when we get to this stage where we are worried like this, like we are in the current Uh, situation guess what suffers it is our focus on christ jesus it is our focus on god that suffers it is our faith that gets paralyzed i need us to understand that the word there war that jesus is speaking against the word war comes from a word merizo in greek which means to divide into parts That is to say that if you are worried, if I am worried, guess what? I'm divided into parts. It's me, one individual, but divided into parts. And when I'm divided into parts, there is no part that is more important than the other. Even God is not important. I jump from Him into my flesh, into other things, into that and that, and you have no base to stand on. So that when the winds... Law against you remain firm you see to worry suggest that there is a distraction you are distracted uh, from the main thing into liquid things into things that yes they look good they look necessary because they are necessary but you are distracted from the main thing that will keep you strong that will keep you winning That will keep you overcoming. And you are straight into things that will cause you to worry even more, to be weak even more, and to lose even more. So, if in a context like ours, you want to remain stable, you want to remain sound, you want to remain focused, the thing is to stop worrying and focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. And be prepared occupied with Christ. That's why when we read, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says, but in all these things, in all the things that you are seeing around you, in all the things that are happening around us, in all these things that are speaking to us, in all these things that demand our attention in all these things that are seeking to attract us, in all these things that are seeking for our attention and crying for for, for our understanding or crying for whatever it is, in all these things the Bible says seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. What does this mean? I'm just going to try here to show us what it means. But let me put it this way that... Jesus speaks against the worrying. He speaks about all these things and points us to this fact that I need to live with you today. The fact that he points us to the fact that the watchful care of our Heavenly Father, who is ever mindful of our daily needs, is always abundant and available. You see, guys, God is watchful. God is watching over you. God is seeing what you are going through. God understands what we are going through. He is available. He is there. All He desires of you is to put Him first. All He desires of you is to look up to Him. All He desires of us is to understand that He will never leave us alone. That he is there for us through and through. So, Jesus saying, No, 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 in all these things, they will happen in life. These things you will meet, these things you will go through. But be mindful of this one thing the kingdom of God. Be mindful of his righteousness. He will never leave you, he is with you. Till the very end. This is what the Bible is saying in verse 32. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. So if your father knows that you need all these things, why worry? Look up to the father and the father will take care. I know how difficult it is to wait on the Lord. eh? I know how difficult it is when things are happening the way they are happening. How difficult it is to really say, is God there? Because we want God to move in our own time, not in His own time. We think He is slow. We think He has delayed. We think He is not hearing. We think He is not doing what we think is right, and yet our God is always watching over us. Our God is always there for us. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Rather than being preoccupied with material things, our ambition should be to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. He has placed Himself with covenant faithfulness to respond. Just put him first. Ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and my sisters, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God will respond. God responds. God will not let you down. He is not a man to lie, nor a son of man to repent. He is God. He is going to respond to your needs. He is going to respond to whatever it is. All we need to do is to put him where he belongs in your He must take the first place, the first love. And when we do that, we extol Him in our circumstances, in our hearts, in our minds, in our emotions, in our everything. And He begins to work in us as God. And there is no other who can do what our God can do. So in such times as these, in times of peace or in times of plenty or in times of joy, or even in times of scarcity, pain, hopelessness, our focus should be the kingdom and righteousness of our God. Putting God first. What does this mean? Let me just show you three things, then I'll be done. Three things to put or to seek the kingdom of God first. This is to understand His rule. Number one, in all this, understand the rule of God. Understand His rule seek and manifest and witness his rule wherever you are we can understand his rule by closely following him and when we follow diligently we get to know him better and when we know him we get our minds renewed and transformation takes place that is what we call spiritual maturity there is no other rule that can help the world today than the rule of our god there is no other rule there is no other thing that can save us protect us keep us than that which is of god so in all this can you see his rule can you understand what he intends of you What He intends of your family, what He intends of your nation, what He intends of humanity. Understand this. God is not in the business of destroying humanity. God is not in the business of destroying you. God is not in the business of causing you pain, suffering, lack, and all these things. So when you see these things happening and you are understanding the God that you follow, you will know that it is not Him. His kingdom is about your peace. His kingdom is about your well-being, your good well-being. His kingdom is about your goodness, because He is the God of goodness. So understand this God, and then begin to follow Him. Ladies and gentlemen, growth and maturity spiritually happens to us when we begin to follow Jesus closely. When we begin to pursue Jesus, when we begin to see what he is doing in our lives and around us, we cannot see it if we don't follow him. And we cannot follow him if we don't see him. We cannot follow him if we don't know him. You see, it's a combination of things here. To follow, we must know. And when we follow, we know better. And we know deeper. And when we know him better and the deeper, we become mature because we become like him. I think what God intends of you and me in the current scenario is that we become more and more and more like Jesus Christ. And when we become more and more like Jesus, we know how to handle it the situations. We know how to handle things around us. So understand the rule of God, ladies and gentlemen, and then this transformation will take place that is very needful in the current. Number two that I want to leave with you, ladies and gentlemen, is pursue his mind. Pursue the mind of Christ. It's very, very critical to understand God's plan for humanity and understand God's plan for the world. And when you do this, you will give him glory. You will honor him and all that kind of stuff. If you read 1 Corinthians chapter 2, if you read from verse 14 to 16, but particularly verse number 16, it tells us that we already have the mind of Christ. And what does this mind of Christ do? This is a mind of peace. When you have the mind of Christ, you will be in peace even in a storm. You will relax even in a stop when you have the mind of christ you will be creative i think the mind of god the mind of christ is a creative mind and if you look around us today the whole context is requiring creative It requires creativity in leadership, creativity in political leadership, creativity in religious leadership, in faith leadership, creativity in business, creativity in the family leadership, creativity everywhere. And there is no other creative mind better than the mind of Christ, which you already have. All you need to do is to realize that you have this mind and then put it to use and begin to think through the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is a mind of wisdom, ladies and gentlemen. What we need in the current context is wisdom. Foolishness will not take us anywhere. Foolishness will destroy our families, will destroy our nations, will destroy our communities, will destroy everything. We need people with wisdom and wisdom comes from God and is the mind of God. Wisdom is the mind of God because God is a God of wisdom. And you and me, guess what? We already have the wisdom of God in us. You see, the mind of Christ is pure, is holy, is true, yeah, is excellent, is noble, we, we don't think wrong thoughts when you have the mind of Christ. That is why Paul will say in Philippians 4, verse 8 think about these things true things, noble things, good things, loving things, excellent things. That's what the mind of Christ, that's what the Spirit of God in us will produce if we dare want to achieve that. So what am I saying? Ladies and gentlemen, have this mind in this kind of time. Seek God's mind. Seek God's righteousness. Seek God's purity. Put God first in all that you are doing. Extol God. Witness for God. Manifest God. Manifest His righteousness guys if there is a time the world needs to see righteousness this is the time And the righteousness can only be seen from us, the children of God, because we are the righteousness of God. Let's avoid falling into the trap of the world. Let's avoid conforming to the standards of the world. When things are this confused, it's easy to conform. But remember who you are. Remember whose you are. Remember that you are the subject of the kingdom of God. Remember that you must manifest the kingdom and the righteousness of God. Remember that you are a child of God. Remember that when you witness for Jesus, your victory begins to align. You begin to walk in victory. You begin to enjoy His goodness over your life. He is looking at you and me to produce and manifest this righteousness so that the world would bow to our God. Unless you and me put our God first in our businesses, wherever we are, in our offices, in our driving on the streets, in our talks, in our associations, in our engagements, in our relationships, everywhere, unless we put God first, we are unable to cause the world to bow to our God. So you and me have a duty to put God first. You and me have a duty to seek his kingdom here on earth and his righteousness here on earth. And guess what? When we do that, all the things we are about, he adds to us in response. That's how faithful this God is. Let me just pray for you. Our God and our Father, we thank you for moments like these where we can encourage and inspire one another in the word of God, where we can, Lord, talk your word one to another. I pray for open hearts at a time such as this. Open hearts to your word, open hearts to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I pray that believers not only at king city church but lord all over the continent of africa they will come to a place to realize how powerful they are in christ jesus they will come to a place where they realize their purpose which is your purpose in a time such as this father we thank you for your anointing upon the church of jesus christ we thank you for unity we thank you for good life we thank you for healthy bodies and healthy minds We thank you for victory over the current affairs. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray. Amen and amen. Bless you.